It was the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome. Yes! Today, we are talking about Kai's top 10. But before we dive into that, how have you been, Kai? Dude, I've been pretty good. Pretty good. I went to the beach and I don't go to the beach. I've played a few new escape rooms that have opened up. So I'm excited about those Uh, scenario escapes open now. So that's the biggest news. And actually the biggest news today, the day of the recording is that breaking news. Breaking point is now a conglomerate of owners. One, two, three. Three different notable names in the SoCal escape room world. Locked Adventures, 13th Room, and I guess not an escape room, but the builder from Mind Trap, Vincent Stevens, are taking over at Breaking Point and... There's going to be a new game soon. So as long as they can all equally put in their genius, I think there's some good things to come there. Yeah. And it helps when they already inherit two awesome rooms that I have yet to play, but (laughs) that's always a great start, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was sweating over my top 10 list, but I, I narrowed it down to 10. I made some rules for myself about them and I'm ready to share it with you guys. Like you shared your 10 in the previous episode. Now it's time for my 10. Uh, It's going to be a little bit different than yours, you know? Okay. Believe it or not, there'll be some games you haven't played just like I didn't on your list. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. for this. Cool. Well, then let's just go for it. So starting at number 10, what do we got, Kai? All right. Starting at number 10. And there was so much jockeying for this position at number 10. I actually made a list of 15, but this is 10. 10 is The Last Supper at Quest Tavern in Pomona. Now, when I played The Last Supper, I played it as a duo with Mm. Jim Norcus on a whim off of a recommendation from our dear friend Ron. So I didn't even know what I was getting into. But this was one of my first truly hybridized actor escape rooms where you get to meet Lord Garrick. And if you haven't played, Lord Garrick invited you for dinner. You were wandering in the woods and you realize that Lord Garrick probably doesn't have too many friends for a reason that I'm going to leave it to you to find out. But a lot of great puzzles and theatric elements and a unique twist in this room where you really have to play your part. Absolutely. I have played this game and it is a very strong game. And for those that are on the fence of like, oh, is it too scary? Is it not? It's just the right amount of thrill, I would say. I don't think it's too scary because I felt brave in this room. Yeah. They do such a good job laying out the different scare, quote unquote, tactics (laughs) that keep you on your toes. And that was really appreciative 
And I think this was the first time I've experienced a room where you're interacting so much with an actor and then to hear their feedback like on a whim is so impressive. Yeah, you got to play along, you know, whoever Lord Garrick is, whether it's Sam, Jordan, Max, Keith, I think there's some new ones now. There was the alleged one time I played Lord Garrick that only a few people got to experience. But you hold really, on, pause. You really get to Did you just say that you got to play Lord Garrick? Ask Nico, but I'm a pretty good Lord Garrick. <laughs> you guys, that would have been awesome. <laughs> But yeah, I really, I really thought this deserved a, a top 10 ranking because of how unique it is. And really the memory that I had, it was again with Jim Norcus, kind of on a whim. It was one of the first rooms that we started playing with our wrestling masks. So midway through the game, when I got scared, I needed to tap into my inner bravery. So I put on my luchador mask and I think that gave Nico and the game masters watching a little <laughs> bit of a scare themselves. <laughs> You were about to throw down. Yes, yes. Awesome. That's a great number 10. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for the rest. Okay, let's move on. Give me your number nine. All right. Number nine. You got to travel a little bit out of San Diego, Pomona. You got to go east into the desert to Rancho Mirage to play Escape Games at the Rivers Mutiny. Now, Mutiny is a pirate game. And I'm very critical on pirate games because it's so easy to make this just lame. However, you're trying to do water, boat, sand, it's easy to mess up and they do not mess up. This is such an adventure. You feel like you're on a ship. I believe we talked about it, Beth and I, on one of our first episodes. It was one of our first games we played together, but a great hint system where you're talking to a little parrot and... It's a game, even though you're already in the desert, it really makes you feel like you jumped on a boat and got to an island. So Mutiny is at that number nine spot. And just an asterisk on Escape Games at the River, I would say almost all of their games are notable that I've played. So there was a lot of debate of like, should it be Mutiny? Should it be Station 13, the candy game? Uh, you know, anything that they have is pretty high quality, if you ask me. Oh, that's exciting. I have so unfortunately I haven't played any of their games. Okay. I am waiting for just like a crazy weekend that I have free. Well, that's unheard of. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just want to knock out all their rooms and remind me who helped build their rooms. Yeah. So up there at the river is Charlie, the owner, and building is Vincent Stevens from Mind Trap. Uh, now I believe he works on his own. I, I think I saw the, the name Black Box Games. I saw that too. I yes. had never seen that Or Designs, before. Black, Black Box, Box Designs. designs. Mm-hmm. So maybe his own kind of business now, but great builder, notable builder and great people too, if you ever get to talk to them. And uh, here's a secret for everybody. I, I've heard, I haven't seen that Charlie is a way above average golfer, like like almost almost pro actually. Whoa. So a little, little secrets on the low. I know Charlie listens so what's up to him? But we're not ranking companies right now. But if we ever did rank companies just as a conglomerate, Escape Games at the River is top notch all the way around. I'm looking forward to coming back. He says there's going to be some new stuff soon. Oh, exciting. We know what soon means in the escape room world. But whenever that soon is, I'll <laughs> be making a trip up with hopefully maybe I could bring you. Oh, please. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. OK, I like the, the pirate theme. I wonder if we'll see that again. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well. Now here, here's 
it, just a quick story about this. It was, this was actually my first game with Beth. And, you know, you lock up your things in the locker and you usually put a key around your wrist. But at the end of the game, we're saying congratulations. We take our picture. We walk to the locker or the chest where your personal belongings are. And I don't have the key anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited in this game that something happened and it got taken off my wrist and lost in the island or whatever. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was a little hard to find. But luckily, we were able to find the key. It was a puzzle of its own. Oh, well, that's fun. It's like a bonus section. (laughs) Yeah, Beth didn't think it was so fun, but uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Looking back, I'm sure it's great. (laughs) All right, Kai, give me your number eight. Okay, number eight. Actually, I want to tell you my rules here. Oh, these are are legitimately my top 10, but my rules were I couldn't pick uh, games that no longer existed. Mm. And when it came to picking a game from multiple companies, like if a game had two games and I was like, both of these could maybe be in that top 10, I decided to like hone it down and just pick one. And luckily it wasn't like I was leaving anyone out, but I wanted to try to get variety in here. This is my legitimate top 10 minus the fact that I'm not doing any companies that no longer exist. Oh, I should have done that. Okay. Just because I want people to be able to play these, but I totally agree. There are some Honorable mentions such as, of course, Evil Genius, Smuggler's Tunnels at Escape Chronicles, really some good ones there and and some that are slipping my mind right now. But I just want people to know that how I made this list Uh, was the only way I could do it without, you know, losing sleep too much. (laughs) Okay, so coming in at number eight is from Quest Room. Now, Quest Room has a ton of rooms and they're all over the board until them. Some of them I absolutely despise. Some of them I absolutely love, but this one is called Resurrection. And Resurrection is a scary room, but Mm -hmm. it is a scary comedic, they call it thrill theater. And there's just enough amount of puzzles. There's definitely interactions with a thing and an act. I'll just say an actor. I won't tell you what the actor is, but I had so much fun and this is rare for me in a scary room, but I was having fun in this scary room because the ups and downs are so solid that they take you to a jump scare and then they let you solve and they let you laugh and then they take you to a jump scare and they let you solve and they let you laugh. And there's a lot of things that, well, it might not be too puzzly. It's very interactive. So you're working with the team and my squad of four at the time, it was just a, a well working team of of dudes being scared you know (laughs) dudes being scared not knowing what we're getting into just hearing the the mumblings as this first came out Uh, resurrection was the best I felt being in a horror movie and probably my top scary game I've ever played okay that sounds terrifying and because you said it's a scary room uh pretty much have not I I don't know about that because all my brave friends have already done it (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's hard because there are some scary rooms that I did enjoy. Uh, for instance, probably coming in at like number 11 is the silence at 13th room. Uh, you know, a game where if you play by the rules, it's just so eerie. You can't talk while you're playing. Otherwise, this guy with impeccable hearing is going to murder you. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> but resurrection, resurrection is like that, except it's its own beast. You can definitely talk. There's definitely a, a monster in there with you. But just the moments you interact with are they're funny. Like I was legit laughing in this room and then fearing for my life. And Ron will tell you my fear uh, exclamation is, oh, my God. Yes. And I don't say it like too excited, but I say it pretty loud. And (laughs) and I I think you're laughing because we had a joke on our last trip that when I'm excited, I, I just simply just say, whoa. Yes. But um, but yeah, a little bit more excitement than that. It's just, a, oh my God, there was a couple moments where I, I oh my God it. And I was like, oh, okay. what is that? We got to go. <laughs> okay. So can you, knowing how tolerant I am with mm-hmm. scary on the Tati meter? Yeah. Can you rank that for me? Yeah. So it's not as scary as Zoe, but it's much more enjoyable than Zoe. And I played Zoe with you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as scary all the way through as like Asylum was because mm-hmm. it has these pullback moments where you're actually solving and you're being the detective investigating this house where somebody you know disappeared. It really felt like a movie to me kind of like a scary movie, but less comedy than scary movie, right? There's definitely, okay. there's definitely some funny parts, but then there's some parts where you're like, okay, this, this isn't that funny anymore. <laughs> um, it's a strength in numbers game for sure. You don't have to go anywhere alone. There's not a chosen one moment, but if you're, I guess, unlucky, you could get you know, you could be the one that triggers something to happen right in front of your face. Oh, no. It'll get you good. Which means I'll never go first. <laughs> if, you, if you play, I'll tell you what it is. If you really want to know what it is, you can DM us at the Cager Express. I'll let you know what that jump scare moment is. But just go for it and roll the dice, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. Moving on to number seven. Yes. Number seven is the not the only game. I was about to say it was the only game repeated on your list, but it is Lab Rat. Yeah. Lab Rat is, I, th- I said it this week in the ERA boards, arguably one of the best games out there just from everything you get to do. It is a theater performance. It is a puzzle display. It is a gargantuan of a game where you're going to be walking around a lot of space, a lot of well-used space. And it's a unique story. The fact that the scientist is the rat and you are the experiment is really cool. And this game has it all. It was the first game I got to play my favorite childhood game, which is charades. (laughs) And I just love that. And I didn't realize what was happening at the time in the game. And then all of a sudden I realized I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing it. We're doing it. I'm so lucky it was you. Yeah. Because it, it we, wasn't. We, we got so lucky. We didn't get to choose. It just. No. Just, destiny chose me for charades. <laughs> and that's how the world works. Yes. Destiny chose me for charades and I got to shine. Where you are is where you're meant to be. Right, right. That's what I was born for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that part. Yeah. I don't know if, if we had anybody else doing that part. 
if we would have been as successful because the quickness at which you got it was ridiculous. Like mm. it didn't even make sense. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, how did you do that? But now that you saw me play charades in Louisiana, yes. maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Definitely. Because we came up with some weird things to some weird and some nasty things <laughs> that were no match for any of us. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Lab Rat is an excellent game. You know, the question was posed from somebody who hadn't played too many games. Is Lab Rat too hard of a game? I don't think any game is too hard of a game, no matter where you are, as long as you're okay with asking for hints. Mm, I would have to pause on that for a second, though. Okay. Because I feel like when you have the right team yeah, and you have the right experience, pretty much every game becomes quote-unquote easy okay right i I like that because you've seen so much already Mm -hmm. you have a strong group that it makes the room feel effortless right Mm -hmm. where i've played rooms with people that are brand new to escape rooms and i feel myself really pulling the weight yeah even though i'm trying to nudge them in the right direction like oh maybe that matches with this you know what i'm saying Right, right. And it's, I feel like it's it's really your group and your experience. So That's fair. I feel like maybe if they only had two rooms under their belt and they were going with maybe one other person, yeah, I would say it's a little tricky. Okay, okay. My bigger concern is playing a game of such production value and then going to other rooms and maybe feeling spoiled. Mm-hmm. But that kind of depends on your mindset and what you appreciate in life and how entitled, I guess, you feel. But don't be that way. Just play all the good rooms. There's a lot of good rooms that work with what they have. Uh, Lab Rat happens to have a lot that they get to work with. Mm -hmm. So go play that. And the new game's never coming out. (laughs) How sad. (laughs) Just kidding. It probably will. Just not even soon. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. That brings us to... Number six. Six. Okay. Number six is a game that you and I played together. Yeah. In I don't even know what it is. 2021. <laughs> 21, okay. And this game is not really Southern California. This game, we're going up to Sacramento. Ooh. And we're going to Enchambered Escape Room for the Whispering Halls. The Whispering Halls blew my mind when I played. I, I was there... We were approaching your 200. I was kind of reaching a spot where I was like, okay, every escape room, I've seen it all, or it can't wow me anymore. I was worried I was getting there. And then I played Whispering Halls. And actually, this was the first room we played after kind of COVID released itself. Um, Safety released itself, I should say. (laughs) COVID unleashed, let's play. No. It Seriously, no, the, really. <laughs> the world kind of opened up a little bit more. We were allowed to play escape rooms again. Mm-hmm. So me, you, and Kev went to play, and I was just blown out of my mind. It's it's a perfect puzzle room. There's so much to do. It was We divided and conquered. It had the ever so slightest element of spookiness that there was a couple of times you screamed. Uh, definitely more than a couple. <laughs> and a lot of curse words were said. And it, it was wonderful. I, I love games like that where it's the main goal is not to scare you in Whispering Halls. You're investigating 
a, basically a mansion and somebody disappeared and you get to see what happened and you find out and the scare factor is just so medium and that's that's good but the suspense of it all there was great music the mansion seemed to kept getting bigger and bigger and oh gosh, yes i really love the fact that we kind of struggled early on in the game so we split up we used some hints we split up and we finished the game i believe with like three seconds left yes the final puzzle we had one shot at it and thankfully you knew what you were doing and <laughs> you were like boom 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 and then the game master was there and it was wonderful i really really cannot speak any more highly of whispering halls the fact that it's not close to me uh, it sucks but if you're ever up there at san francisco head out to sacramento play whispering halls you can also play skull witch that game is pretty good too but i just love that game i don't know if you knew that at the time but that i was so hyped on whispering halls oh for sure and i was kind of bummed that that was our first one that we did with them because yeah. that one is definitely the best room that they have yeah. in my opinion sorry not definitely i guess in my opinion but so that actually almost made my top 10 okay the only reason why it didn't was because of some of the puzzles okay but I think it's because you didn't have to do some of those puzzles because you were working with Kev okay. on like this really intricate one. Right, right. Um, right. So I feel like some of the puzzles could have been a little bit stronger. And then, you know, that rule, like once you use it once, then it's done. Yeah. Yeah, we oh. didn't know that. Oh, okay. Right, okay. right. So I feel like the traditional rules, so to speak, were not spoken about which i thought was interesting because they they do have a very detailed intro prior to you going into the room right so right. i thought that would have been mentioned but yes that room scared the bejesus out of me <laughs> and also you said medium scare factor and i think that was scarier than asylum really yes that's amazing and the reason why I think it was scarier is because I had to do a lot by myself. Okay. So, and like, you know, going into the hallway where you had to like place the cards, that was terrifying. So let's illustrate that moment a little bit. We went into a room and a jump scare happens. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of screamed for your life and walked out and I just stood there and I was like, I'm so, I'm so glad you're here because you took the scare out of me because I was just like, okay, she's scared. I'm going to be brave. Yes. No, I make everybody feel better about themselves. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, did, no, I didn't know it was that scary for you. It was very scary for me. And there were some things I couldn't, I couldn't physically do because I was just so scared and there yeah. were like things where i knew it had to be done so i would call you or kevin and be like hey can you do this for me please because i knew <laughs> once it got done that something scary would happen afterwards yeah sure enough it did and i was like okay it happened to you okay now let's move on so i can finish this other puzzle you know what i'm saying so I like love that though I, I knew what i had to do but i just couldn't bring myself to physically do it i i enjoyed it because of the variety of things. I, oh. I totally agree. There's, there's a very ominous door you have to get through. <laughs> and as you're slowly getting through that door, you're worried about 
finally opening it. Yes. And a lot of things that it's like, a, okay, we know what we have to do. One, two, three, close your eyes. Yeah. And hope for the best. I just, I love the game. I love the game so much. Yeah. No, yeah. it was, it's a very solid game. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were so scared. Oh yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that concludes my scary rooms on my top 10. Ooh, okay. As we head into my top five. All right, let's do it. And immediately I realized I lied because some people view this next room as horrifying. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (sighs) But coming in at number five from Mind Trap is the arena. The arena, the, the infamous game where you wear a dog shot collar around your neck. I'll say it again, a dog shot collar around your neck Mm -hmm. the whole game. And you are in this weird, sadistic game show that the only way to survive is to keep solving puzzles and partaking in the events that occur in the arena. And you are going to get shocked. Even if you're the smartest, even if you do everything right, sometimes sacrifices have to be made. And you get to decide. I like describing this game as you're going to find out what you're into because you're going to get shocked and you're going to say, ouch, that hurts or it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have so many stories, but please continue on as to why you love this game. Now I love this game because it's unique. It's pushing the limits I know it's a hard sell, probably from a business standpoint. So if you're scared of playing it, just play. It's not, it's not bad there. They care. The people that are running Mind Trap very much so care. It's not a game where they're just going to torment you. It's really within the game. Now, I also like this game because there's tons of things to do. There's a lot of puzzles and the format of it. It's not a escape the room type game. You really feel like you're in a game show. There's a lot of cool lighting effects. And the crew I went with was just a dude's night out. <laughs> it, it, nice. it was me, Jim, Ron. So the Locked oh Adventures crew. We had Rick and Ryan from Breaking Point. We had Lou from Breaking Point. I think I'm forgetting. We had Eric from Scenario. Like there's a, there was a picture. It was my Facebook banner picture for the while just us dudes after we just got everything shocked out of us and I really that sounds hope- like a great group. oh it was great and it was my first time meeting Rick and Ryan I believe like in that capacity I had met them up at breaking point to play but just really cool dudes and we all worked together and it was a big group so I think our group was at least seven but the fact that we played with seven and we all got to do things just kind of shows you what type of room that is is it's not a room you'd want to take two people to in duo mm-hmm. you, it's a big game room well you actually can't do it with two people ah. so there's a rule that if you have three and if somebody taps out you cannot continue the game with only two people yes yes they do have a a tap out poster or a little wall tally that they have in the lobby like right before you enter into the room too I think if I remember correctly yeah and this is me just placing my tolerance on everybody in the world but I 
I don't understand why anyone would tap out. It's not that bad. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Once you get going, there's definitely some high pressure moments. And if you play with sadists with which we did, (laughs) you can definitely do things to get shocked intentionally. And Jim, if you're listening, I still remember there was a puzzle where we were doing it right. And I was so perplexed. I was like, why isn't this opening? What are we doing wrong? And then I look back and Jim has a smirk on his face. Jim's triggering the shocks on his own by like intentionally messing up. <laughs> we had a lot of time, but it was, it was fun. It was such a good room. So you'll arena, have to get arena at number five. You'll have to get back at him for that at some point. <laughs> perhaps. Oh, perhaps. Man. So I actually played that room with, my boyfriend, my mom, and my dad. Okay. And, how does that? And, how, how did you feel going into that, taking your parents into such a potentially dangerous scenario? So my parents are pretty adventurous, okay. I will say. And I let them read everything before we even agreed to sign up. Okay. I will also say up to that point, we had played every game at Mind Trap. So that is just like our thing as a family is we play mind trap games okay. as a family. Yeah. So it was like, okay, they have a new room, read about it and let's play it. And they agreed. So the funniest part was my shot caller was broken for the first 10 minutes. Okay. And the only reason why we found out was because there is one puzzle where you We'll feel it every time it works. So like during this puzzle, everyone's like reacting, right? And I'm just like chill and calm. And then over the speaker, they're like, contestant number three, (laughs) how are you feeling? I'm like, I feel great. The jig is up. The (laughs) jig is up. And so then then I had to get a new one. And then I understood. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that room. I, I hope it it gets enough bookings because I know people are definitely scared. It's so infamous that you talk to other people in different facilities, even in Louisiana, our game master's like, is there a room like this? Yes, there is. It's near us. It's in Temecula. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that's a good one. And I think like just knowing the company, like you mentioned, they do Mm -hmm. care. Like if you really feel unsafe or unsecure, they will take you out of the situation to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. I guess the only thing is, I mean, they wouldn't allow it, but like, don't take a baby or don't take your your grandma. You have to be 18 and over. Well, there you go. Yeah. 18 year old babies. Yeah. And there's there's, hopefully there's no 18 year old grandmothers or grandfathers, but that's a different I don't even know if that's possible. It's probably not, probably not, but just be, just be healthy and then play. Yes, yes. (laughs) Run your miles, drink your water. There you go. All right, Kai, let's dive into your number four. Coming in at number four is down in National City. Oh. In my mind, the greatest escape room company in San Diego. Steal and Escape, The Missing Season. Mm. Now, rightfully, I could be biased because I was just going to (laughs) say I'm in this game. But even if I wasn't and I played it without me being in the game and I actually haven't played it again 
with me in the game, but I want to. I want to take people to experience it and kind of hear it all together. But the missing season and Steel and Escape in general is just a highlight of escape rooms. It could have been Neighbor. It could have been The Lost Expedition. But I went with the missing season because of the unique elements that it pushes forward. This is a game where you are told by the storyteller, me, that a season has gone missing. Is it spring? Is it summer? Is it winter? Is it fall? We don't know. But one of the seasons has gone missing. You have to explore the world and find it and bring it back. So as you're exploring, you get to experience three of the four seasons in escape room form. And you might be thinking, okay, well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just visual, right? But it's not. You get to experience these seasons and the little things that Jason and Marquetta do to create this, I guess, biome of a world is so fun. It's so fun. Each season room is unique. Each season room changes scene and there's little quips along the way that I get to joke with you that I think you're going to find are so funny and entertaining. And there's a there's a twist at the end, too, that you're going to have to play and find out for yourself, where if you played in the other rooms, you know, there's usually a choice that goes on at the end of Steel and Escape games. So you will have a choice to determine your destiny. Oh, OK. I will say I was surprised that you said missing season because okay. I know how much you enjoy the neighbor. I do like the neighbor. I do. Neighbor was a consideration here. Uh, neighbor made it into my 15. But when I had to choose, I went with the missing season. Just a bit, just a bit. OK, so, but I, I'm I'm very like I was already excited for it, but now I'm like very, very excited yeah. to play it. Great, great memories with the neighbor, though. I mean, positives of the neighbor is I got to play with you on the neighbor. Yeah. N- neighbor was one of the final photos where we laid down on the ground <laughs> for, for the photo. But yeah, we do miss, stuff, guys. We do stuff. But I, I love I love unique pictures at the end. So missing season is great. And actually, recently I went to the retirement party for Jason from the Navy and this dude is so nice. I, he treated me like I was some celebrity and telling all of his friends, like, this is the guy that does the voice or like, and I was like, Hey, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, I was so like awkward about it, but every time it's like, this is the guy that does the voice in the room. It's you. Oh my gosh. It's you. Cause I don't sound like I sound in the game mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then I did it a couple of times for people, but it was it was fun. It was cool. So I appreciate the the praise he gave me, but he built the whole room, marketed, uh, you know, designed it up in terms of making it look pretty, if you will. But together between the kind of the mechanical and technical edge that Jason has and the set design edge that she has, you got some big hitters down there at Steel and Escape. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like it's often overlooked, maybe because of their location. Mm-hmm. But they are one of the stronger ones in San Diego for sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, there is a, there is a moment in the missing season where you will do the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life, Oh no! but, but also have the most fun. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. And you'll know, because I will say it was the most difficult thing you've ever done in your life. Woo! 
I, I, I was will. just gonna ask you for a snippet. Thank you. You'll know because I I say something to the extent of that. And for me, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, but it was so much fun. <laughs> it's really hard to explain other than tease you that way. <laughs> Except for go play. The, go the play, room. go play. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, that's so <laughs> awesome. All right. We're coming to the top three, Kai. Let's top do it. Three. Okay. Coming in at number three, all the way in Rancho Cucamonga, starring one of our own, Beth Dival, is Headcase at Breaking Point Escape Rooms. Newly acquired Breaking Point Escape Rooms. Headcase is, I don't want to call it the revamp, but it's kind of the remix to Patient 17. So when Breaking Point first came, they had a room called Patient 17. They had a room called Whitmore Estate. And Whitmore Estate really got all the shine from the enthusiast standpoint. Patient 17 was a really, really good game. And they never believed anyone that said that but you should believe me they decided to take down patient 17 and kind of redo it and it's absolutely not the same game anymore but you are investigating a scientist that i guess was taking women and kidnapping them for some reason and you got to stop that that's not allowed that's against the law if you don't know and so you're you're in the thick of it. You're not just a detective that keeps it cool and like does all your paperwork. You're jumping into the crime scene and you got to you got to figure out what's going on. You got to survive for yourself. There's so many cool things in this room from puzzles to layout to things that you never thought you were going to do. Uh, and again, <laughs> a light scare factor that you're just going to enjoy yourself. It's such a movie. And I say this because you feel like you're in the movie when you're in there you feel like a character that's placed on the crime scene there's also some really good camera work that they do for like the opening video that's actually where you're going to see beth and the ending as well so head case i know you haven't played breaking point at all breaking points again in the conversation of just top companies because whitmore estate is really 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 good too but i thought head case takes the cake just because of how kind of creepy unique it is and a little bit undersung too okay so just like backstory before I moved to northern California I actually wanted my 200th room to be at breaking point yeah but the farther away I moved that was not a reality for me and that was very sad but I'm so so excited to play the rooms I think I might just wait for the third one and then just knock all three out at the same time. Yeah. You do know the third one's probably going to be scary though, right? Yeah. So I'll just make sure I wear my diaper. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. It'll be good. Don't worry. Oh, and I mean, you'll be there. Yeah. I'll, I want to play the new one. I I mean, I would play the other ones again. Uh, in fact, a lot of these, these rooms, as much as I don't play rooms again, I would play these rooms again. It's been so long that I would love to take new people to show them what escape rooms really could be and just say, hey, I played this. I'm not going to solve much unless I don't remember it. But I want you to know why I have a show about that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so know? did you pay, did you play Headcase or did you play Patient 17? I played both. You played both. Okay. Played both. Yeah. Okay. I played both. So when I first went, I played Whitmore Estate and Patient 17 back to back. And then when Headcase re- 
uh, Headcase came about, I went up to play that solo, not solo, as a, a singular game. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really isn't anything like Patient 17 other than the story has some like homages to it for the people that remember Patient 17. So kind of just like, you know, to please the fan. But mm. it's a totally different game. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's super cool. And actually, you'll see some other people in there too, besides Bat. There's some there's some nice cameos if you pay attention to some of the evidence. I guess that's what I would right. say. So I if know. you like Easter eggs and games, that's definitely one where the Easter eggs are there. And uh, of course, there's some other classic Easter egg places around the way in SoCal. We'll see if I find them because when rooms are scary, I don't get very adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> I like to stick to what I need to do and that's about it. <laughs> you know, given how scared you were in Whispering Halls, I think this game might give you a little bit of hesitation at certain times, but it's not that type of game. It's it's more spooky than scary. I did not scream. There was no, oh my gods. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll scream enough for the both of us. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now that we've done up to your top three, yes, I personally know what your top two are, and I am very excited. And if people have been avid listeners, they should also know what your top two are. And they should. I'm hoping when you explain these two, you explain what really sets the two apart from the rest of them, because you talk about these rooms so frequently and with so much love for them. So I hope you can relay that to the listeners. Okay. All right. Numero dos. So coming in, coming in at number two, really not that far from number one, is Scenario Escapes the Mad Rapper. Now, why do I like this game? Is it because I like hip hop music and R&B music? Absolutely, that has to do with it. But this game alone is a unique adventure that's created from a place that doesn't copy anybody else. So you could say, hey, I want to start an escape room, go play a bunch of escape rooms, and then just try to mimic everybody and usually produce a lesser product. But what Eric did at The Mad Rapper is... Yes, he's probably played escape rooms before he built this, but he stuck to who he was. And so in this game, you're going through a story and a story so subtly elaborate that you might not even realize it, but you are an aspiring artist. You sign a deal in the industry and I guess you don't read the fine print and you're now all of a sudden you're contracted to this guy called the Mad Rapper. You get yourself in a bunch of mess. The puzzles that you do in here are fun, musical, genuine in terms of where they're coming from. You're not doing anything like super tedious uh, without spoiling it. You're going to get to dance if you want to. It's a feel good game. And it's very hard for a game to just make you feel good and still be challenging and fun. So there's just so many scene changes in this from you start in the studio, you then make it on to I guess kind of the city and then some bad stuff goes down and you hopefully defeat the mad rapper and kind of clear your name I guess this room has a special spot with me because I played it with not my original team and I still had tons of fun I played it as my 108th room and 
I felt that I had seen it all kind of like with whispering halls. And this rejuvenated me so much that I was dancing in this room. I, if you're like a B-boy or you're just a fan of good music, you could just actually come to this room, let your friends solve things and just listen to the soundtrack, but play the game. It's just so <laughs> much fun from every feel good aspect. And people hesitate. Oh, is this about rap? Like rap's bad. No, rap, first of all, rap isn't bad. We can talk about that later. This is just, it's hitting all the frequencies. Like music is, music is love and music is happiness. So all the frequencies in this game while you're solving really put you in a good place. I have yet to see somebody go to this room and say, oh my gosh, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody yeah. loves this room. Everybody enjoys this room. They think it's unique. They think it's fun. They think the customer service is top notch. And I stand behind it as one of the best escape room companies to ever exist. Just played the new one. It is super good too. It has that same kind of R&B vibe, uh, but a totally different story. It's more of this like cartoon world and it's something that you're going to want to play too. So if you're there and you're like a back-to-backer, do them back-to-back and you'll see something like super fresh and something super fun. Like puzzles aren't crazy hard, but they are crazy fun. Yes. And going back to Mad Rapper, when I played this room, I found myself, you say, oh my God, when you're scared, right? Yeah. I kept saying, oh, wow, that's so cool. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Like, and it kept getting more intense as the game went on because I was so excited. And at this point I had played almost 150 rooms for this and to be excited about something that maybe you haven't ever seen before after that many rooms, right? Or seeing how they implement something that you do see in other rooms, but in a different spin was so smart. This storyline is unlike anything that we've ever heard of. And I really appreciate that he took what he knows and hit it out of the damn park mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it was such a great time. Yeah, it it's such a great time. And and to add more to it, he creates characters and so many rooms, not not like to throw shade on them, but so many rooms follow something that's already been done. I kind of said this at the start, but even more so not in a puzzle sense, but in a what is the room going to be about? Oh, let's do an Alice in Wonderland room. Let's do an Indiana Jones room. Let's do a Charlie in the Chocolate Factory room, right? Yes, I know who I'm talking about, but I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm saying to take the chance to create your own universe and make the mad rapper a character, to make Dr. Hater now a character and the new characters that you're going to find in the second game. That takes guts and and he did it and it's his own thing. So that's where the uniqueness comes from. So I really love it. And not to spoil anything, but in terms of weather, there is a, a part in the game where there's a really cool weather effect too. I don't know if you remember that. And it's just a good time. A good, good, good time. So play that room. I, I stand by it. Uh, I, I left a couple reviews, you know, when I played. Uh, I, and it still remains. It's kind of my bar. It's like, yeah, you're in my life now, but I was once with that game. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard one to beat. It is a hard one to beat. Yeah. It is a hard one to beat for sure. So. But there was one 
that there, did. There was one that did. And a little bit, it broke my heart that it did. I'm surprised, actually. I'm very surprised that it got to your number one because I know how much you love the Mad Rapper. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, so number one is Cutthroat Cavern at 13th Gate. And none of the other games at 13th Gate really came into consideration for top 10. But this one. And it's because of my Russian judge stipulations against pirate rooms. And Mutiny made the list, right? Mutiny is mm-hmm. a very good pirate yes. room. But this pirate room, everything you can think of pirate, island, Swiss Family Robinson, like you are going to see interact with and literally be a part of Mm -hmm. if there wasn't a tiny tiny little clock in the ruins that you could probably see you and you woke up here which I didn't see but you didn't see and you woke up here like in the middle of the game you might think oh my gosh I'm in a cave like I am literally in a cave on an island and I don't know what's going on here it is an adventure beyond adventures. It is, it is a world where certain things opened up and our group of six seasoned veterans looked like little kids with their eyes up, looking at all the seven wonders of the world. Like it was like that. And we all went our separate ways and eventually came back together. It's really cool. From a being in the moment standpoint, Cutthroat Cavern skyrocketed to the top. Maybe there's not music. Maybe there's no dancing. So when I say that Mad Rapper is very, very close, I really do mean that because there are there some things that could have been better in 13th uh, Gates game? Absolutely. But for what it is and when it was made, especially that, I was like, wow, they were doing this before everybody. Heck yeah. So that's, that's some of the part two. It was like, it's not like this game all of a sudden popped up in 2022 and tried to do other things that they've seen it was like this game's been there for a while and it's a little bit of an unfair match i've heard that that game cost three million dollars so and i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure none of these escape rooms here in socal have made three million dollars like probably not like i'm gonna go with a no so again a little bit unfair if we're trying to compare apples to oranges escape room to escape room but I have that at number one as a slight edge based upon some of the things you're going to do and some of the things you're going to see and the mm-hmm. moments of grandeur, basically, is what I'm saying. And you know what I, you know what I mean. Those who have played yeah. know what I mean. It's once you play like all these really good escape rooms and you go play that, you're like, wow, I didn't know things like that could happen in escape rooms. I thought those only happened CGI movies. Yes. I didn't know that that could physically happen. Yeah. It's. It's it, like none of it makes sense, it's but like it mo- happens. It's like movie set designs, yeah, that you get to interact with, yeah, yeah. That's that's why it's so awe inspiring. Is it's like you're on a movie and you guys are we are the jungle crew, you know? So it's, be- it's better than any any jungle game ever played, like Jumanji, Mutiny. I don't know, Brainiac's Jungle, 
Oh, I don't know. That's a tough uh, yeah, one. Yeah, it's a tough one, but it is oh. it is better than Brainiac's Jungle. Um, okay, good to know. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So that concludes my top ten. So if you haven't played them, go play. Need questions on them? Ask me. So many honorable mentions there. I kind of stuck them in along the way, but it was basically some of these places where if you just wanted to dedicate a whole day to a escape room company and like save on gas money right now, Oof. you go to steal and escape. You play all three games. You go to mind trap. You play all seven games or whatever <laughs> they have. You go to 13th room. Actually, unfortunately, they don't have multiple games anymore, but they will. So no, they only have one game right now. Oh, yeah. So Killing Moon and Emily Myers, unfortunately, are no longer. They got closed down. There's going to be a second one called Invisible Man. But if you rewind, you could have played all three games in those really, really great games. Um, Can we pause for a second? Did you just say Invisible Man? Yeah. So I'm going to be running away from something I can't see. (laughs) Uh, I'm good friends with Carla and I don't (laughs) I don't even know. So. And even, oh if I, word. even if I did, I wouldn't reveal that on this media podcast. But <laughs> you can come play with me if you're down. You all can't see this, but I'm hiding my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just know it's called Invisible Man. I've asked a couple of times, is it scary? And they say no. But in, when it comes to scary things, I don't know if I could trust 13th Room. <laughs> I don't know. Like you built three games in a row and they were both scary. And you're going to make another room that's you're gonna called, make a room invisible called Invisible Man. Tell me that's not scary. Yeah. Maybe the Invisible Man is like more emotional and it's like, it was... I'm timid in life, but I know I could be a strong male figure. But right now nobody sees that. So I feel invisible. Oh. And come play this room. <laughs> Wow, what a sell. What a sell. Hey. I'm going to laugh really hard if that really is the synopsis. But hey, If it is, great for them. I mean, emotional intelligence is very important, but it's hard sell. So it's a hard sell. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. An- another game that it didn't make the cut, but I really considered it, was Exit Game OC, the 13th Basement. I, I just think from a game perspective, it's like almost a perfect game for what it is. Maybe it doesn't have like the highlight highlights of some of the ones in the 10 that I had, but I couldn't really think of the flaws in the game other than the fact that maybe it just didn't fit my liking. Like if that's your type of theme, like sarcastic, a uh, saw type game, maybe that's a top 10 game for you, but it's a super, it's a super, super fun game as well. Yes. Oh, I really enjoyed that game. And I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was a very well done game. Yeah. Yeah. The owners are just like yeah. phenomenal people. All right. So now that we've covered your top 10, I have some follow up questions from yeah. previous episodes. Now that you've played a couple rooms after 13th Gate, how are you feeling? I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how I'm feeling. I think there's other things going on in my life that are more pressing and kind of taking my heart there. But with playing a couple, so I've played four since, knowing that the four, three of the four that I was going to play were notably subpar rooms. 
average like okay this is okay for an escape room if you've never played an escape room let's play these but then one of the ones i played was the new scenario game and the new scenario game set up against my love for the original scenario game and me coming back from playing the one that took its place there's a whole bunch of feels going on right the scenario game thankfully proved its worth and i thought about that game and i said hey this is actually fun. This is a top-notch game. I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and the, the further you get away from the world splitting open in a game type events, the better because it's just not freshly there. And like, yes, it was fun. Hey, do you remember that time this happened? Do you remember that time that happened? But there's so many good games still to be created. So the new ones coming out, Dr. Hater Loses, super fun game ranked at very high in my tier rankings. Treehouse is coming out at Confusion. We have Blackout coming out at Breaking Point, point 2.0, whatever you want to call it. We have Midnight Carnival at Deceptive Games that we don't really know what's going on there, but it's probably going to be fun. There's just a lot, a lot of good stuff. We have Ladder maybe coming out sometime in the next century. But hey, that's a good time frame. Yeah. So I think, I think there's definitely hope. So don't feel hesitant to go play a top room. It all comes down to your mindset. I don't go into rooms. You, we don't go into rooms, high and mighty, elitist and all that stuff. We go into rooms hoping for a good time, ready to have a good time. Like I like being in character. I like joking around and I like getting in theme. So as long as you do that, you're going to have fun. And that could be with a room that's actually good that I would recommend to people or a room that's actually not that good, but I'm just there with my best buds and we're going to make it a good time. Awesome. So. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Can yeah. I, can I tell you my room that I'm going to play after playing through Tooth Gate? Yeah. So have you played a room yet? I have not. So, wow. This, wow. That's been almost a month and a half. Yes. I have some other life things going on right now that is, stopping me Dude, life's, life's crazy yeah yes life is crazy yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me what what when are you going to break the streak and play a new room i'm playing it well from today's recording it will be a week in two days okay i will finally get to play so it's actually about two months wow. since we've played yes and you're gonna play a room that I'm very excited to didn't, play. It. Didn't I, make my top 10, it but didn't, it's in but... the 15. It's in the 15. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is in the and 15. It's, it's Mind Traps 40 Thieves. Nice. And I'm so excited. And I feel like it's going to live up to what I think because everyone has been talking about this room. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to play a room after 13th Gate. And obviously I know there's not going to be like, you know, this great, like I know the building size, right? I get it. I get it. But I love their rooms. I love Mind Trap. So I'm super, super excited to play. I'm almost positive you're going to like it. It's I'm pretty sure I will. <laughs> I already like the theme. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're trying to just like develop a recipe for how to build a hit room, I think you want to pick and choose elements from some of the rooms within our top 10. And so like for me, one of the things is score and soundtrack. I think every single escape room needs to have 
a custom soundtrack and score. So when you get to certain parts of the game, the music changes. So not just a looping audio track. That's a start, but I think you start getting into custom audio that sets it over. If you take the attention to detail and maybe some of the artistry from like Mind Trap, you're going to see this in 40 Thieves. There's a lot of detailed things that if you pay attention, you're like, wow, like that was really cool. Oh, like that, that connects here. That makes sense. Those things take it to the next level. And then of course, customer service. Uh, I love characters in games, whether it's an actor or maybe just like a voice hint system. I think those things are unique, but you pick and choose little things. You make the recipe for the perfect rooms. And then maybe top 10 is not worthy enough. And now we start quantifying things in top 20, you know? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you play so many rooms. <laughs> it, it really does. So like, just if you, if you didn't make the top 10, first of all, these are my top 10, not your top 10. But there are rooms that didn't make my top 10 that are just as fun. I do my whole ranking system. And I was looking at it and I think of the 321 rooms of 231 rooms I've played. Whoa. Sorry, little, little number <laughs> dyslexia there. Of the 231 rooms I've played, I think about 55 got the S ranking, which is the superior ranking. And so I just chose from that 55. So these were the 10 of that 55 that I was like, these stood out a little, just a little bit more than the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to recap, these are our opinions and it's based off, it's based off of what we are looking for in escape rooms. So I know what Kai looks for is sometimes not necessarily what I look for and maybe vice versa. But I say that just so that you can listen to our, our top tens, but it's, it's not like the Holy Grail or anything. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to talk more about this. I believe on our next episode where we talk about more of like beginner tactics, beginner experiences, beginner recommendations. There's a couple of things that I was thinking about in making this list that would absolutely ruin even the best room. And that is the people you play with. So mm-hmm. if I went into even Cutthroat Cavern or, or the Mad Rapper with the wrong people, with the wrong attitude and didn't buy into the game it wouldn't have been fun. So mm-hmm. there, there's definitely things you can do to ruin a room, even if it's good. And that lies within you. So keep that in mind. A lot of my choices, yes, the room itself is great, but also I felt the people I play with were great. Whispering halls, we could have given up because we sucked at the start of it and then failed the room, but we kept going and we were like, Heck okay, yeah. we got to keep trying. And then we, it just made it that, that much more worth it. But people give up in rooms mm-hmm. and you shouldn't, but- that's like we un- weren't raised to be quitters, Kai. We don't quit. Yeah, that's uh-uh. not how we were raised on the streets. So <laughs> not on the streets. <laughs> Those suburban streets. You gotta remember where you're from. Hey Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Break uh, time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.